everyone. This is Ashley, and I'm one of the team members at IE and the moderator for our first episode of the Inspired Ventures podcast. Our goal is to bring you inspiring stories from fascinating people and encourage you to learn more about how to get involved and make a difference. To kick us off, we decided to introduce you to the three co-founders of IE and learn a little bit more about their stories. Trust me, I've known them for a while, and they definitely have stories. Dave, let's start with you. I understand you were responsible for setting up what eventually became IE and recruiting Eric and Mike. I've heard lots of stories about this, so I want to do a little fact checking today. Can you start by telling us who you are and why you're working with these two? Hi, my name is Dave Cox, and I'm one of the co-founders of Inspire Adventures. And my journey with what eventually became Inspire Adventures began back in the early 2000s when I, uh, my wife suggested we go to Belize on our honeymoon. I had been teaching for a few years prior to that and just started dabbling into study abroad with students. So when we went to Belize, I looked at it and talking to the people, looking at the opportunities, it was a perfect fit for a study abroad destination for students, college level students. So while they're on our honeymoon, I did some scouting, laid kind of the groundwork for different activities and adventures we would take and started building out the curriculum. And then shortly thereafter, I returned to Belize with student groups. And I was doing that for several years and really kind of growing a program from the ground up in Belize. Because at that time, there wasn't a lot of awareness of Belize as a country, let alone study abroad there. And shortly after I started that program, I met Michael and Eric through uh, different business opportunities and we started to collaborate together eventually michael came down and then eric came down to belize with me and the three of us i believe we all share a common vision and we could see the excitement that study abroad and opportunities like this produce and how many people this opportunity could impact not just when we take our groups to belize whether they're students or adults from the community but the people of Belize, how it benefits them. And we built IE, started building Inspire Adventures at that point to promote more opportunities like this. I got inspired when I saw what this did for my students. And I had met people over the years who had been on study abroad trips 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And that's the memory they took away from their educational experience in college. It wasn't that class I sat in or that lecture, it was that type of experience. Same thing with the community people. So we built built a company and continue to offer exciting, inspiring adventures and experiences for all sorts of different demographics, young kids through your senior adult travelers, people with biology backgrounds, people who just want to learn about nature and just have a passion to experience things firsthand versus just watching a video on YouTube or Googling something. So Dave, Belize all started for you when you were working while on your honeymoon. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Moving over to you, Mike. What brought you to Belize? Well, as Dave mentioned, we're co-authors on a series of books, and we met at an event, and Dave was talking about Belize, and I had recently just brought some students to Costa Rica to do not really a study abroad. It was a, a week-long trip through Appalachian State, uh, an alternate spring break where they had to work with different animal groups and things in Costa Rica, and we started talking about the, the fun and the educational experiences they had, and Dave uh, uh, invited me to come on down for one of those trips, and I immediately fell in love with Belize. I love Costa Rica too, but Belize was much more raw and real. Okay, you were re you were in those ecosystems. It wasn't as quite as commercialized at the time, and I just really fell in love with that type of event. And I remember I came down a couple of times with them, and Dave started to suggest to me. He said, "You know, why don't?" Why don't you help me with some of these groups? And I thought, wow, this is a great experience. And I just saw the passion with these kids. You know, they, so many of them hadn't even been out of the country ever, right? Or even some out, out of their state. And just the educational opportunity to, to learn about science, but also the culture of a different area just made me completely. I was so passionate about it. It just made me fall in love with the country. And then we moved on to form the company. But really, what I wanted to do is just do something different, not just teach inside a classroom. And that experience with Dave was was really the eye-opening piece to that. So Dave went, then Michael, and now you, Eric. You were the last of the founders to get involved. As I understand it, you knew Dave and Mike before your first adventure with them. So do you want to tell us more about what you were thinking on that one? Yeah, sure. You're going to find out really quickly that I am often the third wheel. I am I am not the scientist of of the group. Uh, I'm the creative uh, soul. So, working with both Michael and Dave previously, and and by listening to their descriptions of Belize, you can tell how passionate they are, and that that translated to me very quickly. And as a creative person, specifically as a photographer, Michael was like, "You have to get down there. You have to see these colors." You have to see this landscape. You, you have to meet these people. You have to see the great things that we're doing. Um, and obviously, it wasn't it wasn't a hard sell. Of course, I wanted to go, but uh, you you can't understand how this biodiversity and the colors and the sounds and the smells of this um, of this beautiful location bring out all that passion and everyone that goes. And, and Dave and Michael spoke to it well. It's something that you can't you can't explain. Your picture can't express it. You have to see it. You have to be there. And you have to experience it in person and the people in person. So, are you telling me Mike had to twist your arm to go? Because I've had, I've heard other versions of this, but we'll stick with that one for now. What I've always been curious about is the transition from student led groups to the wildlife education and conservation which is the current focus of IE. Mike, let's start with your first time. What motivated you to form IE? And what is your vision of what IE is evolving into? That's a great question, Ashley. And I think that it really goes back to the fact that as an educator, I've always tried to push the boundaries of developing new types of educational material from, from writing books, to making videos, to developing different types of courses, anything that can get science and, and wildlife conservation in front of students, 
and make them interested and inspire them to want to learn more. You know, I'm, I think as a teacher, as an educator, it's always fun to teach biology students. Okay, it's even more fun to teach students who say they have no interest in biology, and then they come to find out they do. And I think that I was looking for something different to do when I first met Dave for the classes. And having experienced the Costa Rica aspect, like I mentioned, Belize just presented an unbelievable wealth of materials that we could that we could do. And in an amazing country with with truly amazing people. And I do remember that, you know, the first couple of times we went there and I saw things like the Mayan ruins or I went to the Belize Zoo or the, uh, the iguana experience. Times we went to the beach and did work with the um, lionfish projects. You know, all the time, once again, the students were just so engaged. They were like sponges, just absorbing everything around them and becoming very, very interested. And then over the years, I saw the chance for some of those students that Dave was taking to come back and actually become graduate students in in biology. You know, these these were some students who weren't even going to be scientists. And now, you know, some of them are running conservation groups. And this really became what I was really looking for in my career was to do something truly innovative and unique. And as we move Inspired Ventures forward, and the company itself has evolved over time, the one thing I love about working with Dave and Eric is is this idea that we're going to constantly try something new. I mean, we're doing podcasts now, okay? And a couple of years ago, we probably wouldn't even thought about this, but you know, this is the way that the media world's w- moving. We even have a TikTok channel, okay? And I'm not sure what any of us are, should even have a TikTok channel, okay? but we have one. We're trying any way we can to reach people. We give presentations to young students, you know, kids that are in first and second grade, and also to retirement communities. We have a chance to make them see the world through our eyes and through our experiences and tell them these inspiring stories of these people who are working in this conservation areas. It's amazing. It's amazing to see the transformation in people, people's attention. If you want to talk to them about science, they roll their eyes sometimes. You want to talk to them about jaguars or orange-breasted falcons or lionfish, you've got their attention. So you can really deliver science to them. And I really love that opportunity. Very nice. Thank you, Mike. How about you, Eric? I know you are currently the director at IE, but why did you initially move to Formit? We wanted the opportunity for everyone to experience the feelings that we have when we're there. Like Michael said perfectly, you can't help but fall in love with everything that Belize has to offer. And we've expanded beyond Belize, and it's it's really the, the approach to um, getting people closer to science. Things that affect us every day, you know, if you think back to 2020 and the challenges we had with the pandemic, we were still creating content in unique ways for people who had an appetite for science, backyard science, bird watching, these things that can affect everyone at any stage in their life. We wanted to do that. And this company gave us the opportunity to do that in in the greatest fashion that we could, could think of. And now you, is IE what you envisioned when you first brought students to Belize? IE is more than what I originally envisioned. When I started with the program through the college I teach at, I actually negotiated a position working for a business in Belize, working as their educational director of their field station and growing that. College was in this partnership along with the resort in Belize that we used for many, many years. 
And the challenge I saw was the administration at the college started to lose interest in what I was doing in Belize. So forming IE gave me a way to continue doing what I saw as one of the most valuable educational experiences I could provide for my students. Um, academics is great, but there are challenges and limitations there. Working with Eric and Michael, remove all those challenges and those limitations. We can do whatever we want. And their talents have taken my vision and just magnified it beyond belief. It's beyond anything I envisioned almost 20 years ago when I started with students in Belize. And the great thing, each of us in the company has a different strength. Eric mentioned the photography. I can't do that. I don't have that talent and that skill. So when I'm looking at a unique biological feature, whether it's just the sun setting over the sleeping giant mountain range or the falcons or the jaguars, I can't convey that without that image. And when I can match what I'm seeing with Eric's photography, students get a great, great feel for what happens in Belize and what we're doing there. And then bringing in Michael's talents with different educational products and development, we now have a company that can make a major difference and have a huge impact in educating people. And as we've all mentioned, exciting people, even if it's in your backyard, look at it, see it, touch it, get involved in it and spread that message, share that with as large of an audience as you can. And it is amazing to see what this has done for students as Michael mentioned, I have students who've gone on to graduate school and gotten into graduate programs specifically because of their experiences and their field coursework with me in Belize. They've told me that, that that's what their advisor told them, got them that position was that trip and that educational experience. So having IE enables us to make this opportunity available to a large audience of not just students, but people in general. Wow. Thanks, Dave. It looks as if all your experiences in education in such a variety of forms has led you to this point and that your passion is to enlighten people as to what you have learned from your experiences. Now, let's look at those experiences. Specifically, one that you can point to as a deciding moment when you knew that you were on the right path. Eric, as the photographer of the group, when did this happen for you? Almost immediately after I got off the plane. I was at the back seat of the car as we were driving and I had my camera, of course, and I was taking all kinds of pictures. Um, but beyond that, there were so many experiences in our my first trip, but I'd like to call out our visit to Five Blue National Park, which uh, it, it has a herald story that we can spend an entire hour on. But um, this park is in sort of disrepair as we as we got to visit it. And you can imagine us with guides, you know, and machetes hacking through the weeds to get into this very remote location. Birds. I've never seen before sounds I I've, I can't even replicate spells that were totally unique and coming across this lake the namesake for the park five blue lake and it literally has multiple colors of blue because of the the underground cat limestone caverns underneath um, which all alone is 
a great story, but the this lake mysteriously disappears on occasion. Uh, literally, the water is drained out overnight, and then mysteriously uh, will will be filled back up overnight um, with with zero indication of of what happened and why it happened. And th- this is just one of the the mysteries of this beautiful country that uh, took took my heart uh, immediately. And I I love to tell that story because it's it's fascinating and it just tells of all the mystery that is in that beautiful country. Well, and if you haven't seen any of these amazing photos that Eric has captured, you should definitely check them out on the IE website. They really are inspirational. Dave, given your passion for science education, I'm sure your story Mm. goes back to a moment with your students. It's it's difficult trying to find one moment because every trip, there's a new, unique experience. And I've told students this. I said, every trip, even after 10, 15, 20 trips, I said, this is new. This has never happened before. I've never seen this. So dialing it into one is a challenge, but one of them that I do still remember and I think had a very, very significant impact upon me was when I was down there actually with a community group. Uh, and that group spans traditional college age students all the way through adult learners in our community who are wanting a learning experience. They don't want to take a class. They don't want your typical carnival tour trip. They wanted an educational vacation. And that's what I would provide. So we were out hiking in the morning doing a jungle hike with one of the local guides and the primary focus that morning was birding. So these people were passionate about trying to see all these different birds and they're checking off birds on their life list. And each trip they're checking off more and more and more birds. And the group was probably 12 people. And I always hang to the back. I always position myself at the back of the group. So that way the group the members in the front can be close to the guides and they have the best opportunity because by the time 12 people go through an area, some of the wildlife has moved on. And as we're walking down the trail, I hear Jaguar. That makes your ears perk up. And most people, their first instinct is, Oh, I'm going to get eaten. So I move to the front and I see the guide and he is ecstatic. He's like, a little kid who just got the best Christmas birthday, whatever present you could imagine. Abel was his, is his name. I said, what, what's going on, Abel? He said, Jaguar ran across the trail. And I'm thinking this should be common for Abel. He lives in Belize. He's a jungle guide. It was only the third time in his life he'd ever seen a Jaguar in the jungle. For the people in the group, that's a life experience. They're probably never, ever ever going to replicate. Very few people will ever replicate that. And they had the opportunity to see a jaguar in the wild. This is a species that is threatened. Their populations are going down, which is part of the passion of IE to work with the Belize Zoo to try to promote jaguar conservation. So that story is what the group told for the next four days. The people in the front who saw this cat these are most of these are adults in their 60s or 70s, and they looked like 
said like teenagers, they were just so excited and giddy. And it's like their whole life got revitalized because of that experience, knowing how unique that was. Every trip to Belize, those experiences happen. So it's like not only a once in a lifetime experience for the students, but it sounds like it's truly a once in a lifetime experience for you every single time. Moving to you, Mike, I've heard you present to groups before, but I've never heard the real story of what motivates you. Well, I'm going to kind of also agree with Dave in the fact that um, it's an inspirational story every time. I mean, Inspire Adventures, we, we found the name because it's exactly what it is. Every time we go there, it's an adventure and it's inspirational, whether it's what we're seeing, but also the educational opportunities or the stories from the people that are there. The purpose of this podcast is going to be to bring you some of those stories, not just from us, but from them. But really, for me, what really hit home, and I think I keep coming back to this moment, was the first time I went to the Belize Zoo. And I had been to zoos before. Okay, first of all, the Belize Zoo is not a zoo. Okay, It is really a center for conservation education in Central America. And there are some of the most interesting people and most passionate people about what they do. And I remember turning the corner one time and walking to towards the back, towards the jaguar jungle, as they call it. And there was this big male jaguar sitting on top of the cage. His name was Junior Buddy. And Junior Buddy, I remember seeing him and he just kind of looked over at me and he gave me this slow blink. You know, like cats do, you know, kind of like this, this slow blink at me, kind of like he acknowledging I was standing there. That moment of interacting with a jaguar, which is probably now... 25 feet away, you know, obviously through a fence, changed me. Every time for the next couple of years that I went down there, every time I went to the zoo, I almost ran back to the back to that area to see Junior Buddy and get that slow blink, that acknowledgement from one of these majestic cats. And then, of course, I get to meet people like Sharon Matola, who is the director of the zoo and her passion. And then she introduces me to a jaguar by the name of Chicky, okay? A young jaguar they basically rescue from a river and how she had to basically raise this jaguar and this exposure to these jaguars these cats was probably the pivotal moment of my career it made me want to do something more but i also began to learn about orange-breasted falcons and otters and, and tapirs and things i've never seen or experienced as a biologist and that interaction with those jaguars did that but I want to tell you that this actually has, it's like Dave was saying, sometimes we introduce students, but when I go there, it inspires me enough to do something different. And we keep launching campaigns after campaigns. During COVID, we developed virtual tours for these people to help provide them with funds. We're now running campaigns to help build habitats for jaguars. So that one little blink, that slow blink by Junior Buddy was enough to get inside of me and I think it rewired my DNA and I just became passionate about this. And that was my defining moment, I think, at, at that point. And I think all of us have those. And the fun also is experiencing those moments for the students, just like Dave's saying. And sometimes the guides, you know, we often find the guys being very surprised. And, and we really hope to bring you lots of those stories, especially over our first season, to be able to talk to the people who actually provide the stories and do the work. Wow, Mike, those are some powerful encounters. And it sounds like Junior Buddy is still with you today. <laughs> I think that about wraps us up for today. I want to thank Dave, 
Eric and Mike, the three co-founders of IE, for sharing their inspiration behind creating IE. And I want to thank each of you for tuning in. But one more thing before we go, I'm going to ask Mike to give you a look at what you can expect over the first season of this new podcast. Thanks, Ashley. We are really planning a lot of activities that Dave and Eric and I will be working on together, sometimes solo, sometimes uh, um, uh, as part of a bigger project. We're not just going to focus on Belize. Dave actually runs an apiary where he where he uh, is a beekeeper and has an amazing educational program there. So we're going to talk a lot about that. We're also going to get into some of our conservation programs, Okay, some of the things that we're doing and how you can get involved with those programs no matter where you are inside the world. We have some really good interviews set up from people who, who are involved with protecting things such as orange-breasted falcons. There's only 42 of those left in Belize. We've had a chance to actually hold them on our arm, Maya, the orange-breasted falcon. We're also going to talk with people who are culturally involved in, in Belize, a little bit about uh, some of the Mayan ruins down there. It's a very Mayan culture in Belize. So we want to talk about that as well. Lots of interviews with conservation leaders, people who are running programs, lots of chances for you to learn things, but also find out how you can get involved a little bit later on. Also, I want to mention, if you are listening to this, we'd like to have you go to our website and go to our podcast page and tell us a little bit about where you're listening um, to us. That way we know who we're building our programs for and we can deliver you the best content. So I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye, okay, for, for now. And we will be back very, very shortly with our next episode. Thank you. To see some inspirational photos from our travels, visit us at inspireadventures.smugmug.com. A portion of all sales from this site go to education and conservation programs with our partners in Belize.